The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. One problem facing people at many levels of business is how to make time for a work life and a personal life. Do you find that one seems to keep getting in the way of the other? This is the Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris. Even if you're not involved in the business world, you'll have a lot to gain by tuning in to today's show. Now, here is your host, Rick Morris. And happy Friday afternoon to everybody out there. Welcome to another edition of the Work-Life Balance. We're coming live to you from Birmingham, Alabama on a very, very, very special week for me. Uh, We're actually also streaming live on uh, Facebook, on all of the pages of Voice America, uh, as well as on my personal page, which you can find at uh, Facebook, uh, t- uh, facebook.com slash Rick A. Morris. Um, big, big, big week. First of all, the, the week started out um, uh, this weekend with a very special friend of mine uh, that was coming to a co- uh, Comic-Con convention here, uh, Dee Dee Magno Hall uh, and her husband, Clifton Hall. She's the voice of uh, Pearl on Steven Universe, was also in the band uh, The Party, was with me uh, on the Mickey Mouse Club um, so many years ago. Uh, just an amazing talent. So she was in town. She got to come see my son. Uh, she autographed uh, some pictures for, for me and my son. And uh, we had a great time with Didi. And uh, she got to come around and see a bunch of fans and see a bunch of people. It was very, very, very cool. Uh, so we were so thankful for Didi coming around uh, and being a part uh, of our family and, and fellowship this weekend. And, and just wanted to give a quick shout out to her. And uh, also was in Kansas City, so we got to see a bunch of fans this weekend, or this week in Kansas City, uh, got to, to visit with some clients out there. Uh, and then for those of you that were listening to the show a couple of weeks ago, we had Frank Keck on the show, um, which was a fantastic show. If you, if you didn't listen to that one, you can go to rickamorris.com, click on the Work-Life Balance, and there's an episode listing there. Um, so you can go back and listen to the 60-Second Manager uh, and listen to Frank Keck. Uh, but uh, got a chance to have dinner with Frank while I was in Kansas City, so we had a great time with him as well. And uh, so what a what a fantastic week. But, of course, the big news, the huge news, we teased it on the show last week. Uh, we got it uh, out this week. Tuesday, we finally launched uh, five years into the making for me, no day but today. So the very first show that I did almost a year ago when we launched this show on Voice America Network uh, was a passion project of mine called No Day But Today. Uh, that book has now been released and in the very first day hit number one on Amazon. And so we are so, so blessed about that. So blessed to uh, see that happen for for this book, not only to get out, but to be well-received. Uh, today got a, a message. Uh, I think there was almost 175, 180 media outlets that picked up uh, the press release about the book. So there's so many more things to come, and we're so excited. So obviously there's a book tour that's going to be coming this summer. There's going to be a lot of of speaking events that are going to be coming, so you can stay tuned right here to the show uh, and to our Facebook pages, rsquareconsulting.com, rickamorris.com, for more to come. But today I thought I would share not only the process of getting the uh, book published, but uh, just the the book itself and, and kind of where it comes from. 
again, I did a show about it a year ago, but I really wanted to, to get a little bit more personal about the book, why I did it, um, where, where it comes from, what's happening. So let's just get into it. So for those of you that, that know me, uh, there's a lot of people that are following me on, on Facebook Live right now. I see some great names that, that are scrolling across, uh, not only people that I've worked with, but people I went to high school with. Uh, you know, my current executive producer right now, uh, I see, and I'm going to say some names. So, so for people listening to the radio or the podcast, it may not make sense to you, but you know, people to me like Jennifer Back, who, and I, I you know, I went to high school with Jennifer and, and, um, she meant so much to me in high school. And, and, and what's great about, uh, you know, things like Facebook and things like the things that we do now, you know, you see people come across Facebook and I, I see a gentleman by, you know, like, uh, Mark Vines or Terry Webster, some of these people that, that are on Facebook right now, uh, listening, you know, you, you see these people come across Facebook and, you know, you, you say happy birthday to them or whatever like that. But a lot of these people have meant so much to me. Um, throughout my career, through high school, that kind of stuff, and you think about them all the time. Um, and, and but the point of no day but today for me um, was we really can't do a whole lot about yesterday. A lot of things that have happened in the past, a lot of mistakes that we made in the past, um, a lot of the bad things that have happened to us in the past. And look, I've had my share of mistakes. I've had my share of really poor decisions, <laughs> really big career limiting moves, all the different things. Uh, that have happened in the past. And, and the other thing is, and it's certainly not a morbid thought, but we can't really guarantee tomorrow. I, I can't guarantee that, you know, our eyes are going to open tomorrow or, or that tomorrow is going to come. Um, what we can guarantee is right here, right now. What we can guarantee is today. And, and we've got to make the most of today. And that's really where the genesis of No Day But Today came from is it became a personal philosophy of mine several years ago as I started to look at my life and the things that I wanted to accomplish, I recognized how much I was procrastinating, not only in business relationships, but in personal relationships and everything that I was doing. I, I kept saying, you know, tomorrow, man, I'm going to start, you know, working out tomorrow. I'm going to pick up the phone and, and call this bar person tomorrow. I'm going to reach out to so-and-so and, you know, look, tomorrow always seems to be the better day. And then tomorrow would happen and you hit that snooze button. Tomorrow would happen and, you know, I'd put it off again. And uh, in fact, I was talking to a great friend of mine, Tracy Duez, and she says uh, there, there's a, a steak place in Houston that has a great advertisement that says free steaks tomorrow. And so you come in and you go, hey, I want my free steak. And they go, no, 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 that's tomorrow. So they never have to give away the free steaks. But it's the same concept, right? We put everything off that, you know, boy, I want to start a new business. I'm going to do that tomorrow. Man, I'm going to start this new weight loss program, it's, but I'm going to do it tomorrow. And, and there's so many people that are waiting for that to occur. And, and the whole concept around No Day But Today is, man, you got today. You got now. You got right now uh, to, to flip that switch, to, to make that change. And so the, the whole concept of No Day But Today for me became a way that I started to, to live my life. And, and so even in living that concept, how this book came to be, I started to put it together and I had this whole – area of what I wanted to do with the book. And so I was really planning on even having it released next year. And so as I started to go through and look at, at what I wanted to do and who I wanted to release it, um, I even started looking at potential other people to help me write the book and all these different things. Uh, in doing some research, I ran into a gentleman by the name of T.C. Bradley. And uh, T.C. and I started to, to build a friendship together. And so he started to challenge some of my ideas and thoughts 
um, and say, why are you waiting to do this? Why, why are you waiting to push that out? Why do you need these people? Why are you leveraging that name? You know, what are you waiting for? Uh, and even almost challenging my own principles of what I was saying around no day but today. And he's like, dude, let's go. Let's let's make this thing happen. Let's let's get it rolling. Um, and so that's what we did. And so within literally three and a half months, uh, we put together the concepts, put together the book, um, got the book out, got it published. And again, uh, the blessing as it as it was uh, hit number one and have now started this train rolling that uh, seems to have been going crazy. So um, really all day over the last couple of days has been uh, media announcements and, and, you know, feeling the phone calls, that kind of stuff. I've been offered uh, a, a television uh, appearance with, with uh, a show called Moving America Forward with William Shatner, which I, I, <laughs> I find strange yet interesting that, that, that I've got to explore further, but is looking like a, a possibility. Um, but there's a lot of things that are happening. So we're super excited about that. And uh, blessed to all of you that ha- have been following my career for a long time, that have been part of a career. Um, but the one thing that I want to make sure that never, you know, happens for us, but, you know, is, is remembering everybody who, who's always been around me. Um, and so a lot of the names and a lot of the people that, that I see every day just know how much that, that you're near and dear to my heart and how much I cherish, you know, all of you in, in, in making all of this occur as we continue to get this going. So I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the things I talk uh, or discuss in, in the book um, and, and really some of the patterns that, that seem to emerge in the book for me. Um, and the very first one really had to deal with where, where I came up with or where the connection became with in, in no day but today. And, and it really started with, with the, the passing of my father. Um, you know, that was a huge impact in my life. And many of you know, and some of you don't know, I lost my dad when I was 19. Um, and, and one of the biggest things that, that I remember uh, with him passing was a hospice worker um, telling me to tell my father it was okay to, okay to die. Uh, essentially telling him uh, that you have to let him go because it, that my dad um, was foregone. You know, he, he had lung cancer. Um, they had operated by the time they had operated and removed the lung, it was already into the muscle walls and spinal cord and everything else. And so, you know, he just was essentially fighting to stay on for us. And so they're telling my, you know, me and my mom and and my brother, uh, that, that my father's holding on for us and we need to tell him that it's okay to, to pass on. And I'm sitting there going, are you nuts? Uh, I'm not okay with that. I mean, this is one of the strongest men I've ever known in my life. And at the time, I was going through a rebellious phase. And, and you know, I don't want him to to go on seeing me like this. I I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't ready for him to move on. And, and there's so much more to do. There's so much more to see. Um, and and so I'm not okay with that. But but she's saying. You know this this beautiful hospice worker that that's working with us is saying no. You've got to tell him to to let go. Um, and so you know he he passes on and I'm devastated and lost. Um, and uh, so my mom at, at the at the funeral is choosing music and she chooses this Garth Brooks song. And you know I, I see my brother Ron is on Facebook Live with me and and he and I just talked about this the other day. He chooses this this. Um, this Garth Brooks song, uh, if, if tomorrow never comes. And 
I was, I'll tell you, I was just upset at the choice of the song because I'm like, tomorrow never comes. Of course, tomorrow's never coming for, for my dad. He just passed. And, you know, I'm 19 and I'm pent up with his anger and I'm all upset. And, and I just hated the song choice. And to this day, I really still can't listen to that song. And um, I started down this path of anger and, and just basically burning every bridge I ever had. I had to get out of Orlando. I had to get out of, um, I had to, I had to leave town. I, I had just to take off and I did. I, I, uh, was, was gone out of Orlando just a few months later and I cut ties with everybody, which is interesting. Again, as I'm doing this on, on Facebook live, um, so many of these people that I'm seeing uh, on Facebook right now are people that I've known since, you know, second and third grade and, and people that I've loved, you know, all my life. Um, and, but I just cut ties and, I was gone. I was out of Orlando. I had to leave. Um, I, I got into trouble. I, I just wasn't the best of, of human beings, to be honest with you, uh, because I was angry. My dad was taken from me, um, and I was just history and and just took off. Um, but uh, you know, this first pattern started to emerge for me of if tomorrow never comes, and and you know, I felt like like a lot of people feel that that the world owed me something, you know, and I don't know what exactly it owed me, but that's what I felt. And, um, so I became kind of a, a, a hermit and, and traveled the nation and, and was, was working in the restaurant industry and it landed me in Birmingham. And, and, uh, finally that's where I, I kind of woke up. Um, and it wasn't until I, I got a chance to see a, a great friend of mine in a, a Broadway play that I was first exposed to a wonderful play called Rent, and it was the first time I heard a beautiful affirmation. And that is where one of my first awakenings really started to happen, and that's where I first got the idea for the book. And that's what we're going to talk about when we come back on the other side of this break. You're listening to The Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris. Are you frustrated with the overall productivity of your project management processes? Do you lack consistency in project delivery? R-Squared Consulting provides end-to-end services to assist companies of all sizes in realizing and improving the value of project management. Whether you want to build a project management office, train project managers, or learn how to bring the oversight and governance to your project processes, R-Squared has tailored best practices to help you in all areas of project management. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com. Today, every business is in the software business. And business is booming. That's because we live in an application-driven world where the lines between physical and digital are blurrier every day. It's a world where billions of connected things talk to each other. Where agility is the new driver of competitive advantage. Where applications aren't just part of your brand. They are your brand. All of this means you have a new mandate. Build the apps that will drive the future of your business and satisfy demanding customers, or fall behind. Only CA Technologies has the years of expertise and the end-to-end portfolio of software solutions to help you plan, build, manage, secure, and scale the applications at the heart of your modern enterprise. To learn how your business can thrive, visit rewrite.ca.com, your exclusive source for insights from the cutting edge of the application economy. 
Are you getting the most out of your project management software? In many cases, it is not the software that is failing, but the implementation, limitations, or processes surrounding the use of that software. R-Squared can analyze your current use and help improve your return on investment. R-Squared can also suggest the best software for your organization and goals and assist in the selection, implementation, and training. Allow R-Squared to ensure that you are getting the value of your investment. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com today. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call in to the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now, back to the Work-Life Balance. So that number is 866-472-5790, 866-472-5790. If you want to call into the show and talk to me, you're welcome to do so. I'll take phone calls at any time during this show. Uh, but we were talking about just uh, before the break uh, about the passing of my father, my mom playing the song at the funeral, Tomorrow Never Comes, and that being the first pattern really kind of in my life. Um, I then go to a play uh, to see a, a friend of mine in the, the play is called Rent. And I really didn't know much about the play, uh, but but I love Broadway, love Broadway shows. I, I go to this play called Rent. And Rent is this beautiful play about love and loss and about how, uh, you know, just people come in and out of your lives and, and how these friends need to try to stay together. And during the play, there's there this affirmation. And the affirmation becomes the central theme in the play, which says, there's only us, there's only this, forget regret, or life is yours to miss. No other path, no other way, no day but today. And when I heard that for the first, I mean, I was in tears, absolutely in tears, um, and realized kind of a lot of the things that were going on in my life and what I was doing, a lot of the self-sabotage that was happening in my life, a lot of the things that I, I really wanted to do. And I was like, that's that, that that's what I needed to hear. And so like anything for me, I started to research Jonathan Larson. And what Jonathan uh, was was a trailblazer. And, and, you know, I don't have enough time in the show to do Jonathan any justice. But Jonathan wanted to revolutionize the rock musical on Broadway. And um his dream was to not only revolutionize the rock Broadway, but to change the Broadway landscape forever, and also to see a positive, uh, positive review in the New York Times. And the night before Rent opened on Broadway, uh, he did dress rehearsals. He was being interviewed by the New York Times. He actually had uh, gone home and uh, was making soup by himself, and, and it was literally the night before all of his dreams were going to come true, and he passed away. His, his heart had burst um, due to the Marfan syndrome. And really the the play, when you really hear the lyrics and everything, he really kind of wrote his own goodbye. And so when I re- started to research the play and understand everything about it um, and understand who Jonathan was, I, I was so drawn to the story and so drawn to the message of No Day But Today that I felt like there was a calling. And 
So the more and more research I did, the more and more that I wanted to tell this story, um, I remember just vividly, um, I'm listening to the soundtrack of Rent, and you know I'm, I'm getting excited to tell the story, and I'm, I'm actually flying to go do a speaking engagement in New Jersey, and I look over to the right, um, and as we're landing, I see New York City. And Jonathan wrote a lot of the play and even wrote into the play uh, this place called The Life Cafe. And so I Google The Life Cafe, and I'm literally 20-minute drive from there. So I get in my rent-a-car. I go to The Life Cafe. I'm sitting in the booth that Jonathan wrote, and I write my business plan for how I want to do No Day But Today and how I want to pull everything together. I meet the owner of The Life Cafe. I talk to her about what I want to do. Uh, and I'm just jazzed. I just know I'm on the path that that I felt like I was compelled and called to to tell uh, the story. And and that's really kind of where the origins of of all of this came from. So that was one of the major patterns that kind of brought me to this day, this event, this this big thing in, in my life now. Um, one of the other patterns, you know, certainly goes around my father as well that I didn't see kind of converging. And so my father started a software company. Um, in the late 70s, and um, he uh, he was a project manager, which is what I do for a living. He he really wasn't that title back then. They didn't really have titles at the company, uh, but they automated uh, software and, and insurance claims on on computers. And way back before it was cool, and his dream was that. I would take over the company for him. Well, of course, I was a rebellious teen. There's no way that junk's going to happen, man. I'm cool. And it's so funny. And, and my executive producer, Winston Price, and I talked about that. I was going to be in radio and television broadcasting. That was my dream. And so that's what I went to college for. And, of course, when my dad got sick and I got rebellious, you know, here I am just kind of aimless and wandering and so I started to do a bunch of different jobs, and it led me down this path of IT, and I fell into project management. And it wasn't until years later that I'm sitting there as a project manage- manager at an insurance company that I started to look around, and I said, boy, I showed you, Dad. You know, Here I am you know, rebelling against taking over your firm, and you know, I'm sitting here as a project manager in an insurance company. And so... I followed right in my father's footsteps and now obviously own my own consulting company and, and we do a lot of automation and I do project management exactly as my dad did. And, and literally that just became the second pattern uh, that that kind of followed me. And so what's happened now is I started to recognize what I was doing for a living was helping these companies kind of fulfill their their dreams. And in when I talk to project managers and, and people ask me, what does a project manager do? You know, what, what, what is a project manager? What does a project manager do? It's a very tough thing uh, to describe. You know, most people go, well, you know, we take requirements and then, you know, we develop a plan. It's the most boring thing to try to describe. So when I'm doing speaking engagements, what I have to teach them is kind of, you know, what's the elevator speech? What's the elevator speech of what a project manager does? And the quick and easy ways is just simply to look at them and say, well, we make dreams come true. If you have a product, if you have a service, if you have anything that you're thinking of, it's a a project manager that really can enable what it is that you're thinking about. And we we make dreams come true. And I've been running with that for years now in, in the speaking circuits that I do. 
So that has started to establish kind of this third pattern. And as I start to wa- walk through this third pattern and in establishing first, you know, I had if tomorrow never comes to no day but today, I had my father in, in really learning how to analyze these huge questions, right? So, I mean, clients come to me now and, and ask us to solve problems and, and do things that have never been done before. And we've got to organize the people and figure out how not only if it can be done, but how quickly can it be done and how much it's going to cost, which is what I do, you know, in my normal job. But um, then then really kind of that, that third pattern is teaching people how to fulfill dreams. Um, I really then kind of fulfilled that full path of what I want in no day but today to become. And so as I was living this journey myself and, and really sitting down with no day but today – we, we put together this system. So what is No Day But Today? What is the system? So it's now become a personal motivation system for people to answer kind of the ultimate question. And for me, in that personal question is, how do you want to be remembered? What is the legacy? And it becomes deeper, though, because it's that's not a singularly answered question. Because... When you start to think about that question, there's multiple answers for me. Because I'm an entrepreneur, and, and you know I own R Squared Consulting, I own R Squared Multimedia, uh, but I'm a father. And when you're a father, though, I'm not just one father. I'm a father to my daughter, and I'm a father to my son. And then I'm a spouse, and I'm a brother. Right. So I have four distinctly different roles in how I look at my life. And so when you start to think about how do you want to be remembered or what is your legacy, I have four different roles in which I have to fulfill. And those are four different answers, and they're often answered differently for different people. And unfortunately, when we start to think about this question on how do you want to be remembered or what is your legacy, sometimes people wait until they have that cancer diagnosis like my father did or have gotten into a car accident or gotten really sick or have had something happen to them before they start to think about that question. And the point around no day but today is to start answering the question now and start to understand that we're not guaranteed tomorrow because tomorrow may be that time where we're, we're forced to start thinking about what that legacy is. So the first point of no day but today is how do we want to be remembered and then the second point is to start to identify what those roles are so in the book and in the system of the book it it helps you start to identify all the different roles that you fulfill in life then the third portion is then starting to pick kind of the descriptive words in which you want to be remembered so the one i always use as the example for me is to be a present father um you know, because I travel and all that kind of stuff, one of the things I, I always loved my dad. My dad was a wonderful, wonderful human being. And but I always remember how much he was gone. And, you know, he had to travel a lot. So I'm very cognizant of how much I have to travel for my business. So what I focus on uh, as much as I possibly can is when I'm home is to be present. Like that's a big thing for me. And when I mean being present, I mean being there, not just being home, but being present while I am home. 
um, not always just you know doing work or you know being on the couch, but doing stuff on the couch and and being you know active in social media while I am on the couch. How do I be present? And so we started to develop systems around how do you start to get that question or get those descriptive words answered. Um, and so there's a way you can do that. You can interview. And so I'll talk about that. Uh, we're up against another break here, so we're gonna we're gonna pick that conversation up here on the other side of this break. While we're there, though, you can go to rickamorris.com, uh, click on the links there. Right now, uh, also, I know a lot of people are asking me about the hard copy of the book. Uh, I am still waiting on the uh, proof copy from the publisher. As soon as we get that, I was hoping that was going to be today, possibly Monday now. Uh, so as soon as it hits my doorstep and I can, I can make sure everything looks good, then that's going to be released on Amazon as well. Um, but hit rickamorris.com. You can see all the past episodes of uh, Voice America there. Uh, go to rsquareconsulting.com or hit me up at rmorris at rsquareconsulting.com. That's how you can find me on social media. But we're going to take a break right here and let the, the CA pay some bills for us. And we'll be back on the other side of this break. You're listening to the Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris. Are you frustrated with the overall productivity of your project management processes? Do you lack consistency in project delivery? R-Squared Consulting provides end-to-end services to assist companies of all sizes in realizing and improving the value of project management. Whether you want to build a project management office, train project managers, or learn how to bring the oversight and governance to your project processes, R-Squared has tailored best practices to help you in all areas of project management. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com. This is not a radio ad. It's a collection of computers, servers, transmitters, satellites, and receivers, all powered by the most transformative force in business today, software. Just think about how many applications you have within reach at this very moment. And not just on your phone. If you're in your car, software is powering the GPS that guides you. Turn left ahead. The digital road signs that direct you onward. And the engine computer that keeps you moving. Soon, software will even replace you as the driver. Switching to auto drive mode. This is life in the application economy. And the opportunities for businesses are endless. But only if you have the tools to seize them. From planning to development to management to security, end-to-end software solutions from CA Technologies can help your business succeed in this new application-driven world. Learn how at rewrite.ca.com. Are you getting the most out of your project management software? In many cases, it is not the software that is failing, but the implementation, limitations, or processes surrounding the use of that software. R-Squared can analyze your current use and help improve your return on investment. R-Squared can also suggest the best software for your organization and goals and assist in the selection, implementation, and training. Allow R-Squared to ensure that you are getting the value of your investment. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com today. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. 
Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now, back to the Work-Life Balance. And we're back on the Work-Life Balance. Love the lead-in music, always courtesy of The Party, which Didi Magno uh, Hall was a part of and back in town with us, excuse me, right here in Birmingham over this past weekend. Love seeing Didi and Clifton, her husband. They were the sweetest people. They, um, you know, it was interesting. I, I'm going to do a side note for a second. Didi Hall is one of the sweetest people you'll ever meet. Uh, being part of Steven Universe now, she came in for this Comic-Con convention. They were supposed to sign autographs for like two hours. Um, and they they sat there and signed autographs until the line was over. And what was interesting about that is there were several other people there that were signing autographs. And there was a lot of upset fans because they kept cutting the line off. And so there were people there that never got to see the people that they wanted to see. But Dee Dee and, um, and Zach, who, who was the voice of Steven Universe met every single fan that sat there and waited for them uh, and just the type of people they are. And I thought that that was amazing to, to see and watch and be a part of. Uh, and so thank you, Didi, for allowing us uh, to be a part of that and being so sweet to the family uh, while we were there. Uh, so coming back, we were talking about, you know, how do you want to be remembered and picking descriptive words around your role? The the example I was giving is, is how I'm living and, and what I'm trying to do. And so the descriptive or one of the descriptive words that I, I picked was being a present father. So what's interesting is, you know, my kids are growing up. And, and, and so, so being a present father to them, that word uh, definition changes uh, over time, right? So my son is 10 years old now. Uh, when I first really started this system and following it myself, you know, he was six. So at being six... It was about sitting down and, and you know listening to his stories and, and, and reading stories to him. Now it's more about you know he wants to show me these animations and things that he's doing on the computer and that kind of stuff. And that's what's being present to him. You know, my daughter, I thought it was more about you know watching television and that kind of stuff with her. And one of the big things that she wants to do um, is that uh, he, uh, she wants to to play games. Um, and, and this card game, Millborn, that's that, that's one of our favorite card games that we play. Um, and it's really not about playing the game. It's more about the, the time that we're spending together while we're playing the game. And that's what being present, because I'm focused with her, and, and we're there, and we're talking. It's So again, it has very little to do with the game, but it's being about present with her at that time. And just listening to, to her talk, and being with her, and having fellowship with her um, while we're doing that. And so... It's not like you sit down and go, okay, what does being present mean to you, right? It, it's more of just, you know, saying, hey, listen, you know, I'm going to be around this weekend. What is it that you want to do? What is it that you you, you want to, you know, is there anything that you want to do to hang out? And, and my son now, it's it's advanced out of the um, animation things. One of his favorite thing to do, and he calls them man days. He loves it when it's just me and him going to do something and, and it could be just going to have lunch on Saturday, but he thinks it's hilarious if we sneak out of the house and it's just me and him and the, and the girls are still staying behind mommy and the sister are behind. And so I'll tell my wife before we're doing it. So she doesn't get mad at me, but I'll like go in and I'll tap him on the shoulder and I'll go, shh, we're sneaking out of the house. We're going to have a man day. He, he's on top of the world when that happens because he thinks he's so special. You know, those are the little things, but to them, that's being present. And so it's making sure that I'm taking the time to do that. And so 
what we've done with the system is, you know, we, we've identified our roles, we've identified our descriptive words, and then what I have is something called a weekly uh, advancement plan. So that what I'm doing is making sure that I've seen each role in each kind of descriptive word, and I understand what I need to be doing to advance each role, and I'm making sure that I'm scheduling time first to handle my big rocks. So let me describe the big rocks. And most people have seen this. This is an original idea. But if, if you've ever seen, uh, you know, it's a Facebook video, it's been in several books and that kind of stuff, but you've got to schedule your big priorities first. And your big priorities are your big rocks. Those are your family. That's your faith. That's whatever it is, your big rocks. But if you imagine a jar and you put the big rocks in first, then, you know, it fills up with big rocks. And then somebody will say, is this jar full? And you say, sure. And then somebody brings out a bunch of smaller rocks and, well, you can put some small rocks in now and they filter in around the big rocks. And you say, okay, now is the jar full? And everybody said, yeah, now, now it's full. Well, then you get sand and you fill it up with sand and the sand can filter around the small rocks and the big rocks. And now it seems to be really full. And now you say, is the jar full? And they say, sure. Well, then, you know, you can open up a beer and pour some beer into the sand, and the beer will soak into the sand. And so the point of that is, and, and we do this in the seminar, is to say you schedule your big rocks first, and then you schedule your smaller rocks, and the smaller rocks to me is your work life. So your personal life and, and, and how you need to be present for your family first is your big rocks, and your small rocks is your work life. That's the things that is your bills and, you know, your what pays the bills in everything that you need to do. The sand, to me, is the noise. Um, it's all the extra stuff. Um, and then the significance of the beer is no matter how much time you feel like you have, you've always got time, you know, to have a beer with a friend. And that's just how you have to look at things and um, live your life. And when I started to do that, I found that I always had time to accomplish everything on my list. But unfortunately, what a lot of people do is they start with the small rocks because, you know, they feel work is the most important. And then the noise comes into play. And then by the time you're trying to put the big rocks into the jar, you simply run out of time. And unfortunately, that's where we're backwards. And the unfortunate part about that is, you know, back in the day in the 50s and the 60s, you know, people really believed in the companies that they worked for. And we all did. Companies believed in us. We believed in the companies. But, you know, in, in the 70s and 80s and when profit became king, you know, everybody became kind of this employee ID. And so I just want you to think about it for a moment. You know, R squared is, is you know, you say it's different for me because I own my own firm. And that's true. But when I was at Xerox, you know, I had this mea culpa um, because, you know, it was way ahead of my plan and outselling everything. Um, so it was like 186% of my plan, something like that. And layoffs were coming and I'm thinking, there's no way it's going to be me. There's no way I'm going to get laid off because my, my partner next to me was like 14% of his plan. And unfortunately, when layoffs were coming, nobody was looking at me. And I could tell, dude, it's going to be me. I'm going to be the guy late. Are you, are you kidding me? Half of this branch is employed right now because 
of the deals that I sold. So how is it going to be me? And that day, uh, I landed another deal, and I was the only person in the branch that could deliver it. And so you could see everybody scrambling, and, and inevitably, they laid off the other guy. But I'm sitting there going, how, how is it still me? And so I went in and confronted my boss, and I was like, it was going to be me. I need to know why was it going to be me. And the answer was as honest as it could be, and I was blown away by it. They said, well, it was going to be too expensive to pay you your bonus. And I said, what? They said, basically, you've outperformed so well that on paper, it would really hurt the branch and our financials to pay you what you deserved. And I heard a great story you know, today from a, a dear friend of mine that essentially, financially, you know, it was going to burden a company to pay him what he deserved. And, and, and I see this happening in companies all over the place. And so when you think about it, people give so much of their lives to their company. But at the end of the day, you're an employee ID. And if you left your company today, as much a heart as you give into it, I'm not saying don't give your heart to your company and all that stuff. Please don't read into that. But if you left your company today, you know, they, sure, people would miss you and that kind of stuff. But they're going to get over it pretty quickly. But if you left your family today, uh, what would that mean to them? What's, what does that mean to your kids or to your spouse or to that kind of stuff? And all I say that for is to put things into perspective. Um, because I realized a long time ago, the only reason why I work is to deliver a better life for my family. If I am losing my family or I'm not there for my family because I'm working, then I just got stuff backwards. And so the whole reason even for this show, the whole reason why I even titled this show, The Work-Life Balance, the whole reason why I started to speak for a living was to promote better resource utilization. The reason why I got into project management, the way I got into project management, the reason why I believe in CA software, the way I believe in CA software is is because it's the only system that I can quickly run up to an executive and say, you're killing your people. Stop it. You've got way too many projects and not enough people to deliver it. How do you expect them to do what they're supposed to do? I mean, all of this stuff that I'm doing and everything that I've been building over the last 15 years has all been driving to this point of no day but today to, for us to turn around and look at each other and say, what is important? And God, I know, gang, I know. I know, I know, I know, because, you know, everybody says, yeah, but you know, money is that thing. And if we don't have money, we don't pay for the things and all that kind of stuff. And we all want to climb that ladder. And I get it. I get it. And look, I've been on both sides. And, and I'm, I'm just, I'm going to a place of complete honesty for you right now. Almost three years, you know, look, I built our squared, had it running up to a, a, a supreme point where, you know, money wasn't an issue. And then made some poor choices and was almost bankrupt and had to bring it right back to to where we are today. I've been on all sides of this equation. And there's only one constant in my life throughout that whole equation is my family and what they mean to me and and the importance of them and, and why I need to wake up every morning and recognize what my role is first in life, which is, you know, the provider to them. So no day but today is how do I want to be remembered and what is my legacy to them? And now it's time to start sharing that and sharing that system and, and, and 
teaching people how do I take this large goal, break it down into actionable chunks, but do that in such a way that I, I can be there for my family. And that, I feel now, is my mission in life. We're going to take another break here and be right back. You're listening to the Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris. Today, every business is in the software business. And business is booming. That's because we live in an application-driven world where the lines between physical and digital are blurrier every day. It's a world where billions of connected things talk to each other, where agility is the new driver of competitive advantage, where applications aren't just part of your brand, they are your brand. All of this means you have a new mandate. Build the apps that will drive the future of your business and satisfy demanding customers, or fall behind. Only CA Technologies has the years of expertise and the end-to-end portfolio of software solutions to help you plan, build, manage, secure, and scale the applications at the heart of your modern enterprise. To learn how your business can thrive, visit rewrite.ca.com, your exclusive source for insights from the cutting edge of the application economy. This is not a radio ad. It's a collection of computers, servers, transmitters, satellites, and receivers, all powered by the most transformative force in business today, software. Just think about how many applications you have within reach at this very moment. And not just on your phone. If you're in your car, software is powering the GPS that guides you. Turn left ahead. The digital road signs that direct you onward, and the engine computer that keeps you moving. Soon, software will even replace you as the driver. Switching to auto drive mode. This is life in the application economy, and the opportunities for businesses are endless. But only if you have the tools to seize them. From planning to development, to management to security, end-to-end software solutions from CA Technologies can help your business succeed in this new application-driven world. Learn how at rewrite.ca.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now, back to the Work-Life Balance. And we are back for the final segment of the Work-Life Balance uh, this week. We've been talking uh, this whole segment about No Day But Today. We've got some really exciting things that are going to be happening here um, in the coming weeks. Uh, so I know uh, uh, we've got some interview requests uh, from Inc.com, from Forbes.com. Uh, again, we've got a television show that's coming up uh, from Moving America Forward. Um, and just a lot more stuff coming up. Uh, we've got some speaking engagements uh, I know I'll be in Tampa, I believe, uh, coming here in late March. I know I'm going to Spokane, Washington. I've got another speaking engagement in Nashville, Tennessee, one coming up in North Carolina. So all those will be happening here. Uh, I'll be announcing all those shows um, and my appearances. So for all of you that uh, are listening, when I'm coming to your city, we'll let you know. Um, 
got a big John Maxwell event that's going to be coming up in March where I'll be in Orlando. So for all of my uh, friends and family there that are in Orlando, uh, I believe that's uh, March uh, 13th through 17th that I'll be in Orlando. So uh, coming back to uh, no day but today. Um, so as all of that stuff is, um, you know, was, was kind of pouring out of me there at that last segment, I got a little emotional at the end there. So I had to catch my breath. But, you know, the way companies have, have kind of gone um, and, and everybody who's ever worked with me, you know, clients and everything else, you understand that, that my passion is around making sure that the family unit stays together, that, you know, people understand and recognize their dreams and, and that we really go after them. But, you know, my family is my world. For those of you that, that have never heard the story behind even the, the company name R Squared, um, the R Squared actually stands for Ramsey and Remo, which are my kids. Um, the wolf, um, which you, you've seen the wolf up here, and there was a wolf um, in my earlier Facebook post. Uh, but even my logo is is me being the wolf protecting my children and the green eyes is my wife looking out uh, for the family. Um, we even designed my entire logo around, you know, being a family unit and, and really protecting the, the family so that I knew every day as I was doing work um, what I was doing the work for. So no day but today is, is again, you, you try to understand how do I take that, how do I want to be remembered, break that down into roles, break that down into descriptive uh, words. Then we interview under around the descriptive words. Uh, and then turn those into weekly activities so that I know at the end of today, I've accomplished everything that I wanted to accomplish so that I can rest. And I don't have to worry about putting things off until tomorrow. I have today and today only. And that's really kind of the whole thing. That's everything that, that we were trying to get around. Um, and again, so blessed uh, by the people that have come into my life to, to make this happen. Um one of the big things that, that happened recently, too, was being able to run into uh, Anthony Rapp, who was uh, the only person uh, that was with Jonathan Larson, who wrote Rent uh, from the beginning to all the way until he passed. And, of course, he was with them uh, with the, the play Rent all the way through most of its Broadway run. Uh, so got a great chance to, uh, to, to visit with him, let him know about this story. Uh, and tell him all about this as well. And he wrote a beautiful memoir uh, around Without You, uh, which I, I referenced in the book as well. So paperback is coming. Um, these companion guides, uh, which we talked about, that's going to be coming out here too. Hopefully those will be released today. If not, Monday is going to be um, the latest that those will come out. And again, so much more uh, to come around the story, uh, around that kind of stuff. We've got some uh, great guests that will be coming up on the show here. Uh, soon. Uh, so I've got uh, Jennifer and Michael uh, are, are going to be joining us um, on the February 17th. They wrote this fantastic book called BS Incorporated, um, which were a collection of stories from from corporations. Um, I, I really don't want to take any way of their thunder, but that is a show you do not want to miss, uh, which is coming up on February 17th. Um, and then February 24th, I have a show. I'm trying to figure out what I want to do with that show. Uh, but that is my 21-year uh, wedding anniversary. So I was actually uh, married on the, the 24th of February, and that's uh, 21 years now uh, that I've been married to my lovely wife, uh, Stephanie, um, which is uh, amazing that we've made it that far as well uh, with everything that, that goes on these days. Uh, you know, I think it's a testament to um, our strength in, in, in our marriage and, and being able to do 
um, you know, what we do. There's ups and downs in every relationship and everything else. And I think it's incredible um, that, uh, that that people have strength to, to stay together. And we, we want to continue to try to model that for our kids um, and be able to do uh, what we can do to show them what's going on. Um, yeah, I wanted to, to read something here. I'm getting a comment in um, one of the blessings for me uh, recently, too, and just talking about No Day But Today and trying to embrace the life I want. There was somebody who was very, very special in my life um, in growing up, and um, he, he meant so much to me uh, growing up is, is my brother, Ron. And, um, yeah, I looked up to him as a kid, and he went into the Army uh, while I was pretty young. And uh, so he's my hero, you know, he, he absolutely 100% is my hero, somebody I've always looked up to. But we didn't really get to know each other um, that much because, you know, when he uh, when he left and went into the Army, I, I'm trying to remember the age, but I had to be 11. Um, and, uh, you know, we'd see each other sparingly. And, and um, you know, he's been in military for 30 years and, and he, I remember uh, being in tears, um, and I don't know if he even knows the story, but I know he's listening now. Um, I remember being in tears uh, when the, the first bullet uh, was fired in, in the first Gulf War because I knew he was involved. And I knew not only was he involved, he's you know on the, the front line, very, very point person uh, because of how prominent he was in the military. Um, and so when I heard that I, I was at Tennessee, University of Tennessee, Knoxville, when I heard the first bullet was fired, I just knew he was there and, and was scared. Um, and so I've always looked up to him, always, you know, just thought the world of him. And after, you know, so many years, uh, I've had the blessing of him moving back literally 60 miles away from me. Um, and so we had Christmas together for the first time since really since I was 11, I, I, I swear, and had our families together. And that was the, one of the most special times to me in my life. So when we start talking about work-life balance and what's important to you, I'm so blessed to have my, my brother back and, and have somebody that I can really uh, look up to, not only as a friend and as a brother, but I really see him as a father figure as well um, back. And so uh, I want to take this moment now, not only at Facebook, but uh, with the world listening to thank him for his service and everything he's done for our country, because I think that's something that that uh, a lot of people don't do these days that that upsets me. Um, but uh, just thank him for always being my big brother and always being there um, and uh, thankful so much that that he's back in our lives and, and getting a chance to, to be with him. So, um, look, that's it for this show. Uh, I think if I delve any deeper, I'm going to push myself into a deep depression when this is such a happy occasion um, with uh, the, the the launch of No Day But Today, number one on Amazon. Uh, never thought I'd see that day um, and uh, just so excited for what's going to be coming. Um, and just look, have no idea where we're going to go with this, man, but thank you so much for being part of the ride. Uh, my Voice America family is always Matt and uh, Winston Price. Thank you guys so much for what you do. Let's tune in next week and see where this bad boy takes us. Thank you so much for listening to the Work-Life Balance. You've been listening to Rick Morris. Thank you for joining us this week. The Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris can be heard live every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. 
Now that the weekend is here, it's time to rethink your priorities and enjoy it. We'll see you on our next show.